Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 457, recorded live on April 9th, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who was staring at the birds, Dave Pillay. Yep. And the man who was staring at the snow outside his window, Andy Lowe. Hi. You have snow? We have snow. I'm sorry. Me too. We don't have any snow. Well, it's about an inch, I think, is what we got. So my guess is, well, let's see what the current temperature is outside. Current temperature outside is 31. Oh, good. We have more snow predicted at 6 p.m. Great. I'm sorry. I say we're going to get rid of the snow, but no, no, we're not. No. Why would why would you get rid of the snow? I don't know. Oh, good. Sunday. Ice pellets. <laughs> okay. Boy, doesn't that sound great. That sounds wonderful and awful, and I'm sorry. A mix of wintry par- precipitation in the morning, then periods of rain except, uh, expected in the afternoon. Snow and ice accumulations less than one inch. Great. Yeah. Well, I guess it's going to be an inside weekend, because snow this evening, snow and ice tomorrow morning. Thursday, though, 61. Ooh. Friday, 66. Saturday, 68. Sunday, 71. What? <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty close to what we've got. Uh, Sunday, our, this, this Sunday is 55 and rainy. 48, 48, 60, 65, 67. Ending on Saturday, 70 degrees. Aw, oh, yeah. Man, April is such a confusing month, weather-wise. That's because it doesn't know whether it's supposed to be winter or spring. Yeah. Sometimes it's winter, sometimes it's spring. Sometimes, sometimes it's like F you I'm gonna ice. Sometimes it's summer. Yeah. It really just doesn't know. No at all. No, it doesn't. At all. I'm gonna have to start looking at getting our lawnmower worked on. What's wrong with your lawnmower? Well, we got a new lawnmower. Okay. What's wrong with it? Well, it's it's new. We haven't had anybody try it out yet. So it's not so much it's, worked on, it's it's like turn it on well it's not new new it's new to us new oh you bought a used lawnmower well we got a used lawnmower you were given a used lawnmower yes and so you need to find out does it run yes and does the blade need to be sharpened well the blade most likely needs to be sharpened does the engine actually run that's the that's the kicker right there is does the engine actually run (laughs) we'll have to get that looked at yep gas yes okay so you have a gas can? We will have a gas can at some point. That that would be important for a gas lawnmower. Yes. How big is your yard? I think our total acreage is less than a quarter acre. I hope it's less than a quarter acre. Quarter acre is a lot. Well, let's look up to see what our total... Well, it's the size of the house. Where's the size of the lot? lot. You can go to findlotsize.com. Uh, 10,541 square feet. 10,541 square feet to acre. Holy crap, you have a big yard. No, that's oh, that, a lot that's size. Including, that's including the house. Yes. Okay. Like, like I said, it's a quarter acre lot. Yeah. If you go to findlotsize.com, yeah. you can type in your address. Find lot size, okay. And then I type in my address. And then you zoom in on your house, and then you draw the perimeter of your lot. You see, it's kind of hard because we have a giant oak tree in the backyard. Well, guess. (laughs) I think that part is there. So my yard adjusting for driveway and house is about 0.23 acres. Guessing the back corner is somewhere around there. (laughs) It's somewhere around here. 
Well, we'll say about that. Maybe there. Uh, maybe there. Eh? <laughs> well, like I said, there's a giant oak tree. Yeah, that, but where's the center of the tree in relation to your your yard? Uh, it's pretty much in the, the, the front center of the yard. Oh, so the tree is just blocking everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can see the front yard, no problem. That one's easy mm-hmm. peasy. But the backyard, well, there's your problem. Isn't there a okay. fence? You can't see it. Uh, it looks like we're about uh, 345 square feet. No, sorry, 3,445 square feet in the backyard. Let's see about the front yard. front yard is approximately... Same size. So about 7,000 square feet? 7,000 square feet, yes. Okay. About. So yes, gas cans will be important. Plus, I think it's also a two-stroke engine, so gas can and oil. Mm-hmm. Two strokes. Really easy to make. Not the most efficient thing. As opposed to like a four-stroke? Four-stroke, yes. Okay. You remember what the four strokes are, right? Yeah, it's something about suck, press, uh, blow, and I don't remember. I know what it is. I don't remember the, the sexualized versions of them. Suck, squeeze, bang, and blow. There you go. Pull in the gas and air, compress it, explode yes. it, vent out the exhaust. Yes, the two-stroke combines them into just two. Oh, so you're sucking in the air. And it's kind of like and a... And exploding a su- it as it sucks it in. Well, it's kind of like a, a suck and compress as like the upstroke. Wait, a suck and compress? Yeah. So you're adding air as you're removing the space to add air. Yeah. All right. I don't know much about these things. I use my electric lawnmower because it's nicer and I don't need to worry about gas. Well, ours was free. So yes, <laughs> free beats it. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have to spend a lot on gas to to spend what I spent on an electric lawnmower. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, free is pretty good. Yep. I I cannot argue with free. Well, I can if it doesn't work. That is true. But if it doesn't work, all we're out is just the labor of moving it to our house, and then we have to go and get the cost of getting rid of it. I'll take it to the scrap metal place. There you go. Crap, the Tigers are playing right now. It's baseball season, by the way. What? There's snow on the ground. Yeah, no, uh, supposedly yesterday's, uh, no, it was two days ago, or was it yesterday? The home opener at Comerica Park was like the second coldest home opener in like the history of tigers who would go to such a game uh, about 40,000 people it's cold people love baseball how does 40,000 relate to like the actual average attendance let's see comerica park max capacity 41,782 is the max capacity at comerica park so it was almost full yeah and people like baseball yep you guys are weird. By you guys, I mean baseball lovers. Yep. Red Wings are also playing right now, too. Baseball and hockey. At the same time. Welcome to And April. basketball, And right? basketball, yeah. Basketball's not till later, though, so. Well, but, like, the basketball gets down to be, like, the, the tournament soon, doesn't it? Or no, is that... March Madness is over. No, I meant the... Oh, playoffs? Yeah. yeah. Playoffs start up here in a second. The, the professionals. Yes. Because there was something about like a hockey game and a baseball game and a uh, an NBA tournament game all in the same day. Yes. No. Yeah. No. They always used to get the ESPN guy to try and do all three of them. Poor guy. I wonder when any of the spring training football games go on. There's got to be some sort of like football game going on. No, I don't mean soccer. I mean American football. <laughs> Real football. Mm. Hoo ha! Concussion football. Uh, yeah, that's actually kind of a thing. Yeah. And really not good at all. No. 
Calvin Johnson retired. Oh, well, he did his, he, he was a good player, so I'm not going to argue against that. It, he was a good player. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was just a really crappy team. Yep. Kind of like Barry Sanders. Yeah. Man, what is it with Detroit and having like a good player? I don't know. It's kind of sad. Yep. Uh, so congratulations on almost getting first on your bracket, by the way. God, frickin' buzzer beater. Oh. Three point shot at the buzzer. Yeah. That said, Andy. Yeah. They had no business having it be that close at the end. No, that... Villanova had outplayed them almost the entire game. Yes, yes, they did. That, oh man, that game was just not... What was really funny, though, was um, I had talked to Kyle about that because I had told him, because normally it's just me and versus Kyle. That's kind of why I do it in there. Just, yeah, you know. it's, it's the same reason I do the bracket is yeah. just to beat you. Yeah. So I had already beat Kyle because Villanova was in the final game. Okay. And I told him because it was our final four game that was the deciding factor, whether or not Villanova or Oklahoma won. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, if Villanova wins this game, I'm going to beat you no matter what. If Villanova loses... So he had in his mind that if Villanova wins, I win. <laughs> so he sent me a congrats email or a text message as soon as the game was done. And he's like, wow, what a game. Congrats. And I'm like, ooh. And then I pulled the score and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> no. No. So I got seventh. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad. How did I do in the bigger one? Uh, 2,789 brackets, and I finished 54th. Nicely done, sir. 54 out of 2,789. 1.9%. You finished higher than 2% of... Or you finished in the top 2%. Yes, I finished in the top 2% of that one. On a hands bracket, I got 7th out of 259. 2.7%. So it was it was a it was a decent run. It just didn't end well. Oh, poor guy. Well, better luck next year. Yep. I mean, it's hard to do better. You you had a shot at first. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's hard to do worse than that. Yeah. So no. So no, no, it's harder so, to do worse than winning. Yeah, think about that. It's hard to do better than. There winning. you go. <laughs> It's like, it's hard to do... No, yeah, it's always harder to do worse than winning. It's, it's harder to do never, better than winning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. With that, bingo. With that out of the way, uh, we got some topics. Yes. Yes, we do. We have some topics. A few space-related topics. Do you want to hit those first? Sure. Tell me more about your cryptic text message from yesterday saying, they did it! And that so, was it. Yeah. Um, SpaceX uh, had another launch with the Falcon 9, which means... That they were going to try another landing. landing attempt, this time on the barge, which they haven't done yet. Well, they've tried it. They've tried it, yes. They've tried on the barge a couple times. Four times. Now four, or was this five? Uh, no, this, this, this was the fifth attempt. Okay. So they've tried four times to before this to land it on the barge, and the fifth time, they did it. Yeah. Which I've never seen so many people be so excited about literally something just floating in the middle of the ocean. But man, it was the, the SpaceX live feed, everybody was just going nuts when this thing was literally sitting there floating in the ocean. I mean, that's super impressive. Yeah. They did a, a it's, it's a very astounding feat of modern science. Quite literally rocket science? Yes, this is literally rocket science. Is it? It's engineering. I don't know if it's rocket science. Rocket science is the whole thing about like, 
you have to take your fuel with you, and so how much fuel do you need? That's rocket science. But this is pretty damn close. Yeah. And they did it. So now how, like, they, I assume they need to do a bunch of tests on it to make sure there's no damage, that everything's good. Oh, yeah. It delivered a house to the ISS. Oh, that was it. That was what was in Dragon. Yeah. Another, like, little expandable living module. The Bigelow Expandable Activity Module. Nice. So now the astronauts on the ISS have more room. Oh, good. Which is always a good thing for the ISS. Yes. Kind of cramped. I wonder what's the. I guess it doesn't make sense to talk about square footage because you're in zero G, so it's really cubic footage. Yeah. But, like, how much space is there in the ISS? Well, not only that, but how much is how much of it is livable space? Right. That, that's more what I meant. ISS livable space. <clears throat> like the whole thing is the size of a football field. Well, yeah, but that's also but that's including the solar panels. Yeah, which is like the majority of. It looks like the living area. It's the two tubes, right? So that's 10, 20, 30, 40 yards by 30 yards. Uh, in all, the living space on the station <laughs> amounts to the equivalent of roughly one and a half Boeing 747s. Okay. For three people, that's a lot of space. Yeah. Like, that's okay. That, yeah, no, that I think I would be okay living in one and a half 747s. For a year? I don't know about for a year, especially since you literally can't go outside. <laughs> well, you can. <laughs> It'd be a very short trip. Yep. Or a very, very long one. Which very is to true. say, your last one ever. Mm-hmm. Now, that that's assuming you aren't wearing a spacesuit. I'm counting wearing a spacesuit as not actually going outside. Because they do have spacewalks. Yes, but that's like going from the size of a 747 to the size of you. Yep. <laughs> Cool. So that's good. So what else we got here? What's going uh, on? Other space things. Orion. So yeah, you're familiar new, with Orion, right? The new capsules that we're going to be. Yeah, to... the the essentially it's the next iteration of of Mercury, Gemini, Apollo, Orion. Uh, because you know the space shuttles fell apart and were retired, and so we don't use them anymore. Nope. And so Orion is the next manned space flight from the U.S. Unless SpaceX and Blue Origins beat them to it. Uh, but the new capsule was just tested for the splash landing. So dropping it into a pool of water. Oh, good. Which on the one hand, it's really exciting and really awesome. On the other hand, they're dropping a thing into a tank of water. <laughs> hey, Yay, baby steps. Hey, NASA. Yeah, as, as um, SpaceX is landing a rocket on a barge. Hey, have they done anything with the man dragons or no? Not yet, because they can't put men in there yet, because the last one blew up. Dragon 2 is what it's called. Okay, so that's the one that's going to be a human-rated vehicle. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. What's current status of Dragon V2? Uh, they did a hover test. A hover test? Yes. For what? Like, I, I don't know what that would be. Uh, SpaceX conducted a test of Dragon 2's hovering abilities at the firm's Rocket Development Center in Texas. Spacecraft is shown suspended to a hoisting cable and igniting its Super Draco ev- engines. Capsule hovers in equilibrium for about five seconds, kept in balance by its eight engines. Video shows a second test of a two-part milestone under NASA's commercial crew development program. The first test, a short fire in the engines, intended to verify a healthy propulsion system, was completed two days earlier. So they, they literally had it hover on rockets. Yes. <laughs> 
what a time to be alive, right? Like, this oh, yeah. is really cool. This is exciting. This is space. Now we just need to work on getting a space elevator. <sighs> Which means probably, what, carbonanotube? carbon nanotubes uh, or something? Or diamond thread or something like that. Something that does not weigh a lot, but is really strong. Yep. C. Clark had a really interesting idea for that, which was essentially if we had gigantic diamonds, like the one that's inside Jupiter, then we could do it. <laughs> but then so you what I need to- you to do is fly to the center of Jupiter. Don't get crushed. Take the diamond out of it. Yeah. Well, his, his thing was that since Jupiter exploded, it meant that the diamond went all over, and so it was easy to just capture it. Oh. Did you ever read 3001? No, I got to 2061, and that was the last one I read out of the oh, series. Oh, God, that one was just, it was so rough. Yeah, which is why I stopped after that one. I didn't, get, I didn't get through that one. Yeah, 2061 was just this, uh, it was a slog, but 3001 was more action-y. It was like a sci-fi thriller, except the only threat was 900, well, 500 light years away. <clears throat> Um, speaking of Arthur C. Clarke, though, and space, and 2001, fair use of copyright says you can take a clip of a movie. Yes. Right? Like a three-second clip of a movie is considered fair use. Like, you're not really showing anything. In fact, you can even do more than three seconds. I I don't remember what the actual number is, but there's some threshold where, like, anything under that is fair use. Normally, with music, it was always about, like, 30 seconds. Well, this gentleman went through and took the entire film of 2001. Okay. The entire film and cut it into GIFs. Oh, Jesus. That's a lot of GIFs. It's 569 GIFs. Oh, Jesus. And you can watch... 2001 for free in GIF format. Now, there's no audio because it's just a GIF, but it's on Giphy. You can just watch one after the other, 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 after the other. I think I'm okay not doing that. Well, so the question becomes, is that still fair use? That is an excellent question. Well, most of the time copyrighted Stuff is used to block things that could be considered the original item. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where if it's far enough away from the original item, then you're you're not infringing on the copyrighted aspect of it. Well, no but- one will see this three-second GIF and go, oh... I think this is all of 2001. This is a three-second GIF. But when you look at the page that is all of the GIFs, that is 2001. But it's not. It is and it isn't. So the, the takeaway, of course, is that he's doing this for exactly this point. He, he came out and publicly stated, like, I want to have a discussion about fair use. This is how I'm going to force that discussion. Essentially, he is daring MGM to sue him or send a takedown notice. Some really great shots in this movie. Oh, of course. Well, it's just kind of like... It's Kubrick. Uh, yeah, which some of his stuff is good looking. Some of his stuff makes no sense. But yeah, no, that's an excellent... 
Cornell University's law school has a U.S. Code 512 printed out, limitations on liability relating to material online, which a lot of this is serious legalese. Yeah, probably not a fun thing to sit and read through. Let me just read you a, a short bit. The service provider does not interfere with the ability of technology associated with the material to return to the person described in paragraph 1A, the information that would have been available to that person if the material had been obtained by the subsequent users described in paragraph 1C directly from that person, except that this subparagraph applies only if that technology... Well, jeez, oh, Pete. I always love subparagraphs. That's always a fun word. Yep. So each GIF is definitely fair use, but when you take all 570 of them together, is that still fair use? Because that is the movie. It is the entire movie without the sound. Yes, but the movie without the sound still is not the movie. Uh, it does have subtitles. Wait a minute. The movie without sound is not the movie. Really? Well, you could. I could go take Star Wars, rip it from the DVD, turn off the audio, and post it to the internet and not get in trouble? <sighs> Yeah, you see, this is what's this is a whole frickin' gray area. Well, granted, if you took, I mean, whole... no, that, I feel like that's pretty clear cut. Like, I would get slammed by Disney with a takedown notice. Okay, so yes, if he combined all of these gifts together into one giant gif without the sound, then yes, I do believe he'd be in trouble. Okay, but that's really what he's done on that page. You just have to click each one of them. So adding the click is enough to make it fair use. Dave, how old is the DMCA? Uh, 1990-ish? 1996. Okay. Hey, not bad, not bad. No. It had at least one revision since then, though. You mean the one in 98? No, I thought there was one much more recent than that. Uh, Copyright Directive in 2001 implemented the 96 Copyright Treaty. Uh, no, there's been a bunch of revisions. Where'd they go? I just had them. Uh, oh, it was for the circumnavigation exemptions. Oh, the 2010 exemptions? Well, there were several recent. There was one last year in 2010. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, they do, they look at that every couple of years. So, yes, there are exemptions to it, but the meat of the rules are still 20 years old in this current state. Yep. 20 years ago, 96, nobody had broad, well, some people had broadband (laughs) internet. But, but it's not – nobody had a smartphone. Right. But and, – and so that's the thing, right? He's trying to drive conversation. Yes. But that's not going to happen in but an election year. We're having a conversation. That's the point, right, is you and I are sitting here talking about does this constitute fair use? Yes, but the question is not going to be one that we can answer. We, we, can, we can say our opinion on it, but we are not in charge of the DMCA. Right. We have we, we can, can talk we to can our get, congressman about it. We can, to oh say, God, hey, no. <laughs> excuse me, Fred Upton. Excuse me, uh, Ron Johnson. I hate my senator. <laughs> I told you I, I sent him a letter. Yes. Did I tell you the response I got? My guess is it was probably pretty canned. Oh, it was absolutely canned, but it was talking about like how this group of non-elected officials are determining the use of the internet, et cetera, et cetera, that the internet should be free and open, et cetera, et cetera, which is the opposite of what he's proposing. Yes. And pointing out that a group of non-elected officials, well, okay, so first off, yes, they are not directly elected to their position. They are nominated and voted by the Senate. Mm-hmm. Well, and, confirmed by the Senate. Yeah. Additionally, you know who else is non-elected? Supreme Court justices. The Supreme Court! <laughs> Don't give me this bullshit rhetoric about a group of non-elected officials. That's a third of the U.S. government. 
Hey man, Fred election. Upton though is chairman of the <laughs> Committee on Energy and Commerce. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of things that you could talk to him about. Yeah. Oh dear. All right. Should we get off of of the 2001 a GIF Odyssey? Sure. Okay. We could go with more politics news, though. Oh, there's there's a little more space, though. Oh. Kepler. Kepler. The Kepler Space Telescope. The one that's supposed to find all these exoplanets? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, it just went into emergency mode. What? Two days ago. Oh, jeez. It is very far away. I didn't realize that. The, the Kepler Space Telescope is 13 light minutes away. That's pretty far. I'm sorry. Uh, it's six and a half light minutes away. Round trip of 13 minutes. Okay. That's still pretty far. Is it Mars? Well, depends on where we are in the orbits. Right. 13 light minutes is, uh, well, six light minutes, six and a half, is a very, very, very large distance. And isn't the sun eight light minutes away? <laughs> I don't know, as we're both looking this up. Uh, who gets it first? 20 seconds. Oh, sorry, eight, eight minutes. minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah, eight minutes, 20 seconds. So Kepler is about two-thirds the distance to the sun. No, that's far. Oh, have you... God, i got to find this poster. There's a neat poster where somebody had taken all of the uh, space missions that we have done and mapped them out uh, for our solar system. Okay. And so they had, like, arcs for each of the types of things that were going out there. Relative to Earth or relative to the sun? I think it was relative to the sun. So they're going from different starting points along Earth's orbit. Well, I th- I think they it's it's just the flat planes. You have sun, right. Mercury. But, but do all of the missions start from the same point? Yes. So that's relative to the Earth. Okay, so yeah, so relative to the Earth. And they give all the uh, arcs that they traveled. Yeah. It was a neat poster. One that I would have no idea where to put. The uh, the New Horizons one had to be pretty interesting, because I know they slingshotted that one like five times. Oh yeah, no, I think they had most of the slingshots in there. I gotta figure out what the heck poster name was called. Ah, the Chart of Cosmic Exploration. Chart of Cosmic Exploration. Go, go, go. Ah, that's cool. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where you'd put that. I don't know either. I don't know what your house looks like, though, so I couldn't really tell you. It's a house. It's a house. Uh, it's pretty much rectangular. Okay. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's a rectangular house. Mm-hmm. I've got it halfway done on SketchUp, so by that I mean the walls. $40 for this poster. That's also an expensive poster. 40 inches by 27 inches. Not a, it's a decent size. Right, so Kepler's got issues again. Yeah. Great. Hey, it's at least it's not as bad as what was that the the Japanese? Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a, a satellite that was supposed to like check out something like black holes or something that kind of just disintegrated on impact or on launch? I don't recall. That does kind of suck though. God, I look up satellite issues and I get something about the NCAA ending satellite camps. Way to go, America! I'm sorry, I'm I'm caught up in this chart now. <laughs> Damn it, Dave! <clears throat> Japanese lost black hole satellite is back online, still tumbling out of control oh still tumbling through space that's unfortunate yeah it was an x-ray observatory uh when it was originally uh launched on february 17th uh Jap- okay so the initial february 17th launch went smoothly but japan announced on march 27th that the communication with the satellite had failed initial attempts to re-establish communication had also failed they were able to make brief contact with it on the 30th current thinking is that the satellite is now spinning wildly uh, that shows a fairly high speed with wildly regular brightness as though it was caught in a tumble great space it's still a bitch to get to yeah it's big 
Yep. Space is just, oh, my God. And we, we put a lot of stuff out there. Yep. All right. Pick a topic, Andy, because I'm just looking at this chart, and I'm going to keep looking at it until you find something. Politics.com. Andy's source of news. One of my sources of news. One of your sources of news. What about it? Uh, it's closing. Oh, oh, oh my. Yep. Um, wait a minute. They were purchased by the ECA, weren't they? Yes. The ECA is closing it? Uh, the ECA owns the domain and the brand, but the guys who are running it, um... Are closing it. Yes. So they essentially went back to the ECA and said, hey, it's been fun, but we're out of here. Yeah, uh, the guys say, ultimately, we decided that it was not fair to our readers to give them less than 100%, and that is something we haven't been able to do for several months due to outside commitments required to make a living and feed our families. Okay, that sounds rather serious. So the guys are going to say, hey, we'll still do some random posts at randomtower.com. <laughs> Maybe we should go hang out with them. That would be interesting, the random tower and the random access. access. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of sad. They're they're closing up. Like that was always a really good source of information, especially during the things like the uh, the Supreme Court trial. Mm-hmm. And you know, or the other... Senator Lee. Yep, Senator Lee. Oh, Senator Lee. Jack Thompson. Mm-hmm. Is Jack Thompson allowed to practice law again? It's been a couple of years, right? I have no idea what he's been up to. Uh, he has a website, jackthompson.org. Which hasn't been updated since 2007. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's actually Jack Thompson's website. I don't think it is. Yeah, we are not affiliated with Mr. Thompson. Jackthompson.org is about Jack Thompson. It is not by Jack Thompson. Ah. What did he do to get disbarred again? I don't know. Somebody actually just had an interview with him two days ago. Inappropriate conduct. False mm. statements. Oh, he is not practicing law again. He is permanently disbarred. Interesting. He's currently at the Everglades Correctional Institution, and he teaches 52 inmates a three-hour class every week. Oh, dear About God. American history and constitutional theory. Wow. I don't know if I, if I trust him to teach constitutional theory. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, now we're just going down another rabbit hole. Yeah, that's... Wow. Um, more politic news. Al Franken. Senator Al Franken. Senator Franken! Yes. I really like Senator Franken. Uh, he has written a letter to the Oculus CEO about the information on how exactly Oculus is going to use all the data that it collects. Good for him! So we talked about this last week. Yes. That, that Oculus is actually, like, permanently listening to you. Yeah. Uh... And so Senator Franken has now stepped in and said, what's going on with this, guys? This yeah, doesn't seem right. He's got a six questions that he wants answered by May 13th, 2016. And if he doesn't get an answer? My guess is he'll probably start putting a hearing onto this thing. That would be interesting. Lucky Palmer, right? That's the CEO of Oculus. I do believe so. So get him on the floor of the Senate and say, like, ah, uh, you want to talk about what you're capturing and why? Probably won't go anywhere. Probably not, but at least... I expect nothing to come of this. But At least somebody's asking the questions, though. Yeah, someone's asking. I will tell you, uh, the, the possibility of me getting an Oculus has dropped significantly. We're not even getting a Gear VR. Really? Yeah, oh, right, no. you're taking the You're taking the gift card instead. Yep. 
Right, but if I were to get a, a VR headset, I don't think I'm going to get an Oculus at this point. Well, that's like the one that everybody talks about is the Oculus. And the HTC Vive. Vive? I don't know. Viva? I think it was... Oh, I swear I saw this when I was looking up topics for today. What? Hold on. Nielsen did a study of VR awareness. Yeah. Uh, 37% of all U.S. gamers have heard of at least one VR slash AR device. Yep. How many can you name, Andy? I got five off the top of my head. Okay, cardboard. Six. (laughs) Cardboard, Samsung, Oculus, the Vive, Vive, PlayStation, and the HoloLens. Yep. You got all the ones I did plus cardboard. Uh, Okay, so uh, looking at this list, what do we got here on the list? Percentage of gamers who are aware of the device. 22% say Oculus Rift. 18% for Google Cardboard. 16% for Samsung. 14% for PlayStation. 11% for the HoloLens. Vive is 6%. Razer. I didn't know Razer was doing that. Oh, yeah. Oops. Razer's at 5%, so I don't feel too bad. about not knowing about it one in 20 people know about it and sulan cortex you heard yeah. of that one nope one percent that's so i've heard of all of the others yeah i just couldn't remember razor that they actually were doing one but that one i have never heard of i don't believe i've ever heard of it i have never heard of it either but supposedly it's going to be coming out quarter two of this year good for them we'll see we'll yep. see did you see the uh, someone made a really awesome little stunt with the VR headset? No. Called, like, Save the Kitten. Oh, the one where people are out on, like, a board on the edge of a... Yeah. So it, you, you have the headset on. Yes. And it looks like you're going up an elevator, and the door's open, and you are now on a wooden plank suspended over the city, like 80 stories up over the city. And there's a kitten at the end of the plank. And so your job is to go pick up the kitten and bring it back to the elevator. And it looks like the most terrifying thing in the world. Your brain, it, it, it really shows the difference between your, your thinking brain and your feeling brain. Yeah. Because your thinking brain knows 100% you are standing on the board that is on the floor. Like, that's not going anywhere. That's not moving. If you fall off of it, you fall an inch. But the feeling brain is seeing that you're 80 stories up. And so everybody is, you know, like trying to really balance on this board. Yeah. And like getting terrified if they start slipping. Like people are crawling on the board because they don't want to fall off. (laughs) Penn and Teller had a a saying about tightrope walking that it's the same trick whether you're four inches off the ground or 400 feet off the ground. Yeah. So if you can do it in one... You just have to get your brain ready to do it in the other. Well, minus the uh, wind. Wind is a bit different on ground level than it is 400 feet up in the air. A little bit. I just had to spend a day out um, at our (laughs) AM tower. Were you at the top of the tower? No, I was not. Okay. but I I was about to say, it would have been really cool. No, no, there's no way in hell I'm climbing up a 300-foot tower, especially with the... Those tower guys, oh my gosh. Are you afraid of heights, Andy? Yes, yes I am. Good to know. I mean, uh, okay. Well, which is really funny because I was uh, I was a diver for a while. Yeah. In high school. Yeah. 
Um, ben Pelletier was also one, and he uh, loved going to Huron Valley where I did the summer thing mm-hmm. there because they had a three-meter board. And even just diving off of that three-meter board freaked the hell out of me. It's Ten feet, right? Yeah. It's a story? Yeah. Okay. So diving from three meters down into the pool freaked me out. We had a... Uh, I think it was during spring training. We had uh, double uh, two-a-days up at the Eastern Michigan pool. Or was it U of M? It was one of the colleges at the time where they had the platforms for high diving. And, you know, Ben Pelletier, no problem. Just get up and dove off of one of those. I get up there and I go to the edge and I look and I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope. I know, you know, I could dive down there and I just, you know. I know I'd be safe. I know I could do it. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Not going to do it. Yeah, that saving a kitten thing. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, what else uh, do we have? Do you want to talk about the Panama Papers or automation? Um, ooh. Automation is, is kind of near and dear to my heart right now. Okay. Because two weeks ago, I got the game Factorio and did the review saying, wow, this is an amazing game and I've only scratched the surface and I really like it. 76 hours of gameplay later. <laughs> Jesus, Dave. 70, really? 76 hours? That's what Steam says. Oh my gosh. That's a full-time job. I put in 76 hours in two weeks. Oh, jeez. It's a really, really, really good game. It, Andy, in two weeks it has become my fifth most played game on Steam. Is number one Civilization? Uh, or Terraria? One or the other. I don't remember which. I can look right now. Sid Meier, Civilization Five, and Terraria. Terraria is clocking in at 526 hours. Sid Meier, Civilization Five, 519 hours. I put a lot of time in those games. I should go back and play Civ Five again. But Factorio. So tell me about automation, because that's that's kind of a thing for me right now. I well, we got some good news and, and some bad like, news. Trains, yeah. Do you want the good news or the bad news? Uh, hit me with the bad news first, and then we'll go to good news. Nest, company owned by Google now. Yes, well, by Alphabet. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Nest uh, bought company Revolve, R-E-V-O-L-V, mm-hmm. uh, 17 months ago. And this was the, the home automation hub. hub. Yes. So it's got different radios and everything, so it can, can it can communicate with other devices on different platforms. So okay. lights, garage doors, alarms, motion sensors, AC controllers. It it's basically like an all-in-one multi-antenna thing, so yeah. it can talk to everything else. And, and Nest is closing it. Yes, they are shutting it off, and by shutting it off, I mean you bought a three hundred dollar brick off. Can they do that? I do believe so. On their website, they and the FAQ, what happens to my Revolve service? As of May 15, 2016, Revolve service will no longer be available. The Revolve app won't open, and the hub won't work. But, like, that's... I, and they're not offering a refund. They're not offering a compensation. Well, they're, they're trying, because people, you know, are up in arms about this, going, really, I spent $300 less than two years ago for lifetime service for this thing, and the lifetime of this service is 17 months? Yeah. That's, that's shorter than the lifetime of people's cell phones. Yeah, I sense a class action coming up. Well, which is Google is trying to, well, Alphabet, I think, or Nest, or whoever is in charge of this, is trying to, you know, people go to complain to them, they're like, well, we'll offer you, you know, 
payment, but it, it it's not really official yet. They're kind of just uh, on if somebody comes to complain to them, then they'll at that time offer some sort of payment, which nobody's really talking about. Okay. That's just kind of shady. Yeah. I'm not pleased about that. Like, what if I want to go buy a Nest thermostat and Alphabet next year says, ah, uh, we're shutting down all the thermostats. Which I'm like, I would, I'd love to get a Nest thermostat for in here, especially, you know, if I could get a $100 credit from Consumers Energy. But then even then, Nest was what, $300 or something like that? Uh, you can still find Nest 2s every so often for a lot less. Yeah, the Nest camera's $200. Nest thermostat is $250. Look for, look for a second gen. I'm what, like eBay? Uh, or Amazon, I think. Home Depot has one, $200. Oh, damn. Huh? The LG Wa- Urbane 2. Yeah. Which is an Android Wear smartwatch. Yeah. Was on eBay for $150. Oh, nice. Silver is sold out. The only one left is the gold variant, which I don't know if I want to do gold. Too tacky? Yeah. So let's see. Second gen Nest. Can I do that? Nest second generation. There we go. All right. What does that get me? What are the sold listings show me? 113, 140, 120. So I could buy a brand new one. For 200. Well, 250 and get a $100 consumer rebate. Mm -hmm. So 150. Yes. So I could get a third generation for 150 or buy a second generation. Could you get the consumer rebate if you bought a new second generation? I don't know. I should probably, as we talked about last week, call my consumer's energy private number yep. and see if that will work. Yep. If, that, if that works, if I could buy it for 150 Well, 200 well, well, if I could buy the second generation. At 200 Yeah. And get the $100 rebate to get it at 100 that's pretty good. Nest second gen on, yeah, that doesn't, it's not help. Yeah, I don't think, though, that they would give me a rebate if I bought something off of eBay. Probably not. I bought it from Home Depot, though, $200. So what's the good news about automation, Andy? Um, You're sitting here telling me it's it's bad news and good news. Bad news is Nest is shutting down this home automation hub. Which brings up the greater question of hardware versus software rights, which is, we talked about that same thing with John Deere. John Deere tractors, you know, people can't modify their own tractor stuff there because of software being copyrighted. Um, The good news is, though, uh, just the other day, um, a set of trucks drove... From oh. three different European countries to the Netherlands. Yeah, we talked about this. We said that they were going to do it. Yes, truck pal- plan uh, platooning is what they were calling it. This is the one where I said, like, man, wouldn't it be funny if you did, like, a bunch of drones with a hanging picture of a truck and got it between the trucks so that it confused the cameras on the truck and then, like, guided it away? Well, the, the trucks were connected via Wi-Fi and other things. Okay. So You don't think you could put up Wi-Fi on the drone? I feel like trying to literally hack a moving vehicle is not the best. <laughs> it, it, yes, it could be possible, but it's probably not the easiest thing in the world. Again, it, it's like the it's a scene from a Mission Impossible movie, is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I just see or Fast and the Furious Tom Cruise like behind the trucks in a van as they're guiding the truck away, culling it from the herd, culling it, cutting it. Uh, it's called cutting, right? I think it was culling. No, culling the herd is when you... Culling is when you kill things. Yeah. Cutting is when you remove a a single animal from the herd so that you can then catch it and brand it and do whatever else you want to do with it. Right? Yeah. I'm Yeah, I'm getting a thumbs up. I'm right. Cool. Laura's behind me. <laughs> Surprise! That's what's called when you're 
Not not a surprise. Not a surprise. Okay. It says that's what it's called when you're on horseback is cutting the herd. Gotcha. Or cutting from the herd. So the European truck platooning test worked out great. Cool. Hey, teamsters have to be little pissed. Yeah, no, especially if, you know, you need, at some point, you're only going to need, what, one driver for multiple vehicles? Well, at some point, you won't need a driver. Yeah. Yeah, two trucks clocking 100,000 miles annually can save 6,000 euros on fuel by platooning compared to driving on cruise control alone. Yep. So, yeah, no, we had (laughs) automated convoys driving across Europe. Man, that means European truck driver 2016 is going to suck balls. (laughs) when it crosses the line between game and screensaver <laughs> well kind of like desert bus if you get something they automatically just hit the button to go left every 10 seconds yeah yeah oh desert bus so yeah so that was the good news that automation actually worked and it's probably going to stick around yeah if you call the collapse of society good news I'm a little nervous about the long-term repercussions of all of this. Yeah. If nobody has a job, what are people going to do? How are people going to get paid? Well, if no one has a job, it's because no one needs to get paid. Our entire concept of money might need to change. Mm. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, where did my topics go? They're in here somewhere. There they are. World of Warcraft. Since we're talking about copyright today. Yes. Uh, Legion is coming out this year, which is World of Warcraft's newest expansion. Yes. Where you get to play as a demon hunter as a class, which is kind of awesome. But some people prefer the classic version. Yeah, no, there was there was a couple of times where I thought it'd be nice just to go back to the classic WoW without, you know, Vanilla. having to worry about all the different rating for everything. Yeah. So one of those things where it's like, I still haven't never finished Upper Blackrock Spire. Really? Yeah, I never finished. I never, uh, we did, yeah, I never did that dungeon. Not the, the raid instance with it, but the actual dungeon. Yeah, actual dungeon. Okay. Ubers. Yeah, didn't do that. How did didn't... you never do Ubers? I, I never did Lower Blackrock Spire. But you have to do Ubers if you want to go to Molten Core. Not unless, you know, somebody's in a raid. Somebody in your raid does it, and they're like, okay, who needs to do Molten Core? And then you just go to a guy, he transports you into the uh, group, so you're in the instance. They had a whole thing no, that, set up that there. Was the, that was going down to Blackrock Depths to get into Molten Core, but you had to get attuned to Molten Core first. Yeah, I know, and the attunement... Wasn't was, that an upper Blackrock Spire? I don't know, but it was set up with my raid, where I just literally joined a group, went to there, jumped into the instance, oh. there, was a, there was a mage, or somebody summoned me to the end of the instance, and I became attuned. Okay. It, it was pretty, like, bing, bang, boom. I was in and out in five minutes. Ah, uh, okay. I see. So I have, I've never actually, like, done the You instance. never ran it. No. You, you were in it, but you never ran it. Yes. So... Yeah, no, there was a lot of the original WoW content that I wanted to do but never got a chance to. But I'm okay not doing it right now because that was a that was not a fun time. It was a dark part of, yes. of our lives. Yes, yes it was. Um well someone made a server mm-hmm. and it was vanilla. It was one point one two. Right before the first expansion came out. Mm-hmm. And it had like a hundred thousand people on it. And Blizzard finally decided that no, that's not going to happen. <sighs> I'm sorry, 800,000. 800,000 accounts, 150,000 active players. Yeah, and Blizzard sent a takedown notice. 
said, take this down or we will sue the bejesus out of you. Yeah, they said it, it, is, it isn't an instant because of lost subscription fees because this was entirely free, this private server. From players choosing these illegitimate servers over real WoW servers, it simply boils down to the fact that private servers are illegal and that's that. That's actually legit. That's true. Yes. The server is illegal to have. It's proprietary information. It's kind of sucky, mm-hmm. but it's true. Uh, what they did, by the way, on the server, at least for the Horde side, is they ran from Orgrimmar to Thunder Bluff as a farewell. And then they all jumped off of Thunder Bluff <laughs> and logged out. That could be, uh... It's a long run. That is a long... That's that's a that's lot a of barons right there. a long run. That's, yeah, it's, oh. That's barons. That's Thousand Needles. Mulgore. Is that the, the, the flats or no? No. No, no, because yeah, the the flats are after Thunder Bluff before you get down to the sands. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just Barons and Thousand Needles. God, is it really sad that I uh, still, still know that? Yeah, yeah. In my yeah. head, going okay. So if you're gonna go from there, there, yeah, you go into Barons, okay, and then down Barons, and then and, yep. If I asked you to sketch out a map, could you do it? A map of Azeroth. Ooh. Could I give you a flowchart of how the uh, how the zones are connected? How the zones are connected? Uh, yes, but it has to be a spatially appropriate flowchart. I don't need the exact shape of each zone, but they should be in the relative position to each other. Okay, I I could get pretty far with that. I could get pretty far with that. That's kind of sad. Yep. Oh, jeez. So, so yeah, so that's goodbye, going Nostralius. Away. Or yeah, Nostralius. Which, you know, if you look in the article, they have currently linked um, a Reddit page that has the current um, list of all the WoW private servers that meet requirements. To replace it? Like, what do you mean, meet requirements? Like, uh, servers on this list have to have an English website, be open already, and have active deployment and or active player base. Wow. For all the different... (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Uh, huh. So there are currently one, two, three, four, five, six servers up and running that are just vanilla WoW. There's There's an entire subreddit called WoW Servers. Yep. Wow. In Australia's Refugees' First Impressions of Kronos. Yeah, vanillagaming.org. Create an account, download the server, log in, boom. They ask for donations. Hmm. That's fun. All right. I'm oh wait, no, the server. What are server rates? Oh, balance rates one to fifteen XP, changeable. Okay, so you can get a realm that has fifteen times XP. So if you want to level up very quickly, get to the yeah. end game stuff. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. So uh, yeah, they took down one. But there's many more. Yes. And the one is publishing all of their source code. Hey, look at that. So anyone could start a WoW server. And do you want to start a WoW server? No. You sure? Yes. Okay. That was a very emphatic no. I am proud of you, sir. Congratulations. Like we said, that was a very dark time. Good good job. I'm I'm very proud. Um, we should probably hit the random topics. Okay. And random review. Random review, I'm I'm calling an audible. Calling an audible. I'm flipping it. Alright. I'm flipping it. Ready? Yep. Thumbtack. Like a thumbtack? Like the website, thumbtack.com. Thumbtack, okay. Are you familiar with thumbtack? No, what is it? So, something I've noticed, and I, you you can correct me this, this is all anecdotal. Okay. Our generation yes. has an aversion to picking up the phone. Yes, yes, I agree to that. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why it's there. All I know is that the concept of, like, calling True Green to schedule uh, someone to come out to fertilize the lawn is this 
arduous and insurmountable task. Like, I really don't want to do it. And that's true of any sort of home improvement thing. Like, I need an electrician. I really, uh, two years ago when we moved into the house, we're like, we really should redo the lights in this room. Haven't done it yet. Why? Because I don't want to reach out to an electrician and say, hey, can you come by and take a look at these lights? Thumbtack flips it. Thumbtack says, what do you want to do? And so you go to the website, you say, like, I need lighting. And it even gives you options. Are you looking for lighting installation? Are you looking for lighting equipment rental? Are you looking for outdoor lighting? You put in a zip code. So you put in your zip code. And then it asks you questions. So if I picked outdoor lighting, it's like, okay, what kind? Spotlights, floodlights, low voltage, decorative, specialty, holiday. And you can pick. You're like, I want spotlights and decorative and accent lights and continuous. Okay, is this an installation? Is this repair, replacement, removal? And you just keep filling it in, and eventually it goes out and contacts people for you and notifies them that, hey, so-and-so is looking for this. And they then come back and email you and say, hey, we do this. Here's what we need to know from you or and or here's what the cost is. I see. So, like, right now I have four projects. I have a request out for a water heater specialist, someone to come in and replace my water heater. For an electrician, uh, to do the lights, for interior painters, and for landscapers. And it handles the communication back and forth. You do all the communication here on the website. Hmm. Well, then, that's uh, interesting. So I'm pretty pleased with it. I like how it works. Um, I wish... So in, in theory, and maybe it's just because of the projects that I posted, they're supposed to come back to you with a quote, like, right away... And all of the ones that I contacted were, hi, can you give us a call? <laughs> like, if, if I wanted to give you a call, I would have just called. The whole point of this is that I'm not calling. Well, that's the, the, the current, as you said, we have an aversion to picking up the phone. Yeah. It seems that the generation before us who are currently in the professional areas have an aversion to doing anything online. That's a really bad situation. <laughs> yes. Because I can, I can tell you, I am doing some stuff for work that is more actual RF engineering based now. Mm-hmm. And trying to find the stuff online, it's like, oh, yeah, no, I could go online and get this quote and this quote and this quote. But if I call them up there, then all of a sudden the price literally jo- dropped by like almost 10 times. Whoa. Like, yeah. You're going from like 10 to $12 a foot for some of the stuff down to a dollar and a half a foot. It's like... What was the difference between me doing anything online and giving you the phone call? It's rather than me typing stuff into your computer database, you have your person typing stuff into the computer database, and somehow there's a 10 times difference in that? Yep. Going going to some of the web pages where these people are doing hundreds of jobs on this sort of thing, and I try to run their web page, I can't run it in Chrome because their web page breaks. Oops. Yet I call the guy on the phone, and he's, you know, no problem chatting with me. Yep. Six ways from Sunday, but if I try to do anything on their web page, I can't. It's a transition period, and it's yeah. kind of rough. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So thumbtack. Thumbtack. As a, uh, a new homeowner, Andy, you may want to keep this in mind. I will have to keep that in mind. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Is reading exclusive or inclusive? Do you know where this came from? I remember that we talked about something like that. I think it was like, is the internet exclusive or inclusive? Was the previous random topic? Yeah, uh, yeah, is the internet inclusive or exclusive? Right. So I don't remember much about that, though, and I don't remember where it went and why now there is is reading inclusive or exclusive. Uh, Because we had talked about 
uh, the, the, um, it, it came up during our discussion of is the internet inclusive or exclusive is, right. is comparing it to reading. Okay. Which then Brian submitted the random topic of... Are you... There's fuzzy borders around everything mm-hmm. in this one, because when you say inclusive, if it includes one other person, is that inclusive? If it only includes one other person and keeps other people away, is that exclusive? That's an excellent question. Because I have a, I have some friends out here, and their nighttime ritual is they, they go to the bathroom, they take a shower, they get ready for it, they get into bed, and he reads to her for like an hour. He reads to her? Yeah, he he does voices. He's the GM. He uh, does a lot of stuff. So like he reads her the Wheel of Time. That is their nightly ritual. That is them going to bed and relaxing and spending time together. Okay. He reads to her. But like that's that's inclusive in the sense that it's multiple people, but I could not then join them. That would be awkward. Mm-hmm. Because that would be they quite, do that yeah. in bed. Yes, that would be quite awkward. It'd be a little weird. Yes. Uh it's it's a private thing between them. Even if they didn't do it in bed, it is still a private thing for them. But there's also readings and there's the ability of of books to bring people together. So, like, the book club that you guys do, that we do, technically I'm still part of it. <laughs> technically I'm part of it. Techni- I'd say you're part of it in... Well, granted, you, when was the last book you went to? was uh, uh, Four months ago. I think it was your book that you went to. I remember. It was a little bit ago. Books, no, not books from 2016. But regardless, Andy. Yes. Focus. Back on here. Back on the topic. Okay. Book clubs, it it brings people together. And a lot of book clubs are very open and happy to have new people. So that is inclusive. Yes. But the actual activity of reading... By itself. That's a consequence of reading. Yeah. But the actual activity... Well, but then there's also readings, right? You could go to... Like, when, when when you were little, you'd go to the library and they'd do, like, someone reading a storybook. Mm-hmm. That's inclusive, but also sitting on your couch and getting lost in a book is not. Yeah, that's very... that's not, it's not very inclusive. You're just sitting on the couch by yourself reading. So, yes. Is reading inclusive or exclusive? Yes. Can you definitively say which one? No. It's kind of both and kind of neither. It exists in a quantum superposition. Well, reading was always talked about as the ability to pass information. You know, reading was the ability to include people in things bigger than themselves. So, yes, sitting by yourself on the couch, that's very exclusive. Book clubs are inclusive, so it depends on... Well, it it could depend on anything. If you're inclusive or exclusive, it depends on the people around you and how you interact with them. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard to have this as a yes or no question. I know your loopholes are normally your thing. I, I feel like I've, yeah, I feel like yeah. I've tried not to go too loophole on this one. That Like, I, I tried to give this one an honest answer. So are you coming for this next book club, by the way? What's the book? Red Shirts. Uh, maybe? It's a sci-fi novel. Yeah. It, that sounds like it's up my alley. Yes, yes it is, unlike my book, which you didn't show up for. I'm sorry. Had two months, Dave. Don't take personal offense to it, Andy. It is. I did not not read it because it was your book. That is not the reason that I didn't read it. Was because it was your book. In fact, I think I've read more of the books that you've suggested than most of the other books that other people have suggested. I don't. Well, this one, yeah. No, this one is about well, red shirts. So you have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> really. 
Yeah. Hugo Award winner for Best Novel in 2013, too. So. Cool. It was like good sci-fi. So may I suggest reading that? Okay. You you can definitely suggest reading that. When is Book Club? When's Book Club? It's in my calendar. Yeah, I think it's next month. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. May book choice on May 14th. Maybe. No promises. Maybe. Well, then you can be inclusive in our group. Okay. See what I did there? Yeah. I, I caught that. Okay. All right. Are we done? Yes, I do believe we're done. All right. Let's call it. All right. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>